0: Love Talk Radio. Peace,
1: you Good morning. Early afternoon, man. Welcome to another fabulous round of this, uh, what I call Ampula Street Gospel, man. I think I'm on number, what, 26, and today we're going to tap on Lesson 9, three more lessons to go, Lord God. Um, man, that time go fast, man. That, that actually means it's a 12 weeks, man, so we on nine weeks, Um and this week is really all about tapping into what we call your. Um, this is for really. This is really your super conscious mind. This is where you start to um, think outside of the box. This is where you start to explore philosophies and religion. This is where you mentally connect yourself to God, and you start to question yourself where you fit in the scheme of reality. Very, very, very important house. Uh, upon reflecting on it, um, I think I'm going to say this is one of the most important um, attributes. and in, 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 It's probably the most important house uh, because, again, it's only in this region of space, the ninth house in your chart, that you start to reflect on who and what God is, and again, how you fit into the overall scheme of creation. So it's the first time that either mentally and or physically you travel outside of yourself. This is why they call it the place of foreigners or foreign countries. Um, this is a time where you give up your traditional beliefs and you need to go explore something pretty much from a different culture. All right, so this is going to be an interesting dialogue right here real fast. To go through the will, but of course visit the website monstrologycoach.com uh click on the events tab man register for the spring even if you have not already registration is only 99 dollars man we're going to be in new orleans for the spring uh having a phenomenal time man we're just going to kick it all day in the no we'll do some tour uh to you know do a little tour in new orleans on saturday check in on friday may kick it on friday night a little bit tour on saturday um um and even doing some work on uh, Sunday where we go to a spiritual place, ancient site, very, very, I mean, magnificent ancient site that's there um, from uh, a little ways from New Orleans, but in Louisiana in itself, man. Uh, in fact, man, we may actually put together a little special team that's there that may want to take a little journey because the prime minister is working on something uh, in which there is a significant ancestor um, that's buried in Louisiana. Uh, However, it's a few hours away, so we may have to go take a little special journey. So, you never know. This trip right here is just definitely going to be very, very interesting, as they all are. Visit the website, monstrologycoach.com and click on the Events tab. Um, Next thing coming up after that, I know that in... um, February market calendar, February 16th, February 23rd. If you can get to Columbus, Ohio, man, if you can get there, you're in the Midwest. Come on through. Uh, we've yet in GOZY's, which is um, 4430 Westerville Road. You can call my man d for more information, 614-202-4512. February 16th, I'll be releasing the Jewish um, ransom on Black Power, Columbus, Ohio, exposed. And then I'll also turn right back around on the 23rd and open up for Eileen Bay. He'll be there going in on the laws of attraction and science of manifestation. So Eileen Bay is on the 23rd uh, in Columbus, Ohio. I'll open up for him since he's talking about the science of attraction um, and manifestation. We're going to talk about your aura, the color, and, 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 and showing you what you're working with. So I have an aura machine there. I have, actually, every time you see me, I got it on deck anyway. Um, but specifically I'll be at the Eileen Bay um presentation dealing with the aura. So it's February sixteenth, February twenty third in Ohio, man. You know, look out for that. And um and what else is going on, man? Um, oh man, big shout out to everybody who came to that last radio show what we call it the three wise men radio, the three kings, um, minister Jew Sheikh Muhammad and myself. We did a radio show called The Horror and the Guru and get a lot of positive feedback. Our next show is scheduled for the sixteenth. On 2014, we're going to bump it up, and we're going to do um, biweekly on Thursday. So we every other Thursday, twice a month, um, just sharing some phenomenal information. The next show is already set to January the 16th, so that's a Thursday at 9 p.m. And um, we're getting into Phileo P.T., which deals with um, the science of ancestral water, with, with the importance of it, if it's important at all. Where is it in your birth chart? Um what do certain cultures say about it? Where is it in the Holy Quran? Where is it from the cometic point of view? Where is it from 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 the um, from the biblical standpoint? Stand what is an ancestor? Uh, and you know, uh, are ancestors stuck in this particular reality, and we don't even know it? And if they are stuck in this reality, how can you get them out of this reality? You understand what I'm saying? So we're gonna get into this whole science of ancestral worship and why it's even done and what obviously what the significance significance is. So tune in on the 16th, man. In fact, i got to cut this show a little bit short at 1 o'clock on the dot because I am a guest on a radio show. Um, I have to get the the the, the URL, um, but the call-in number is 347-945-7680. I know I'm on there. Coach Kaya is on there. And it's a, a show that deals with African spirituality. Um, uh, so again, after I get off, man, I'm going over to the radio show and the phone number right here on Blog Talk is 347-945-7680. All uh, it's going to be interesting. I've read a little bit about it, it's about African spirituality and spiritual warfare, and that's right up my alley. I love talking about spiritual warfare. Um, <clears throat> but anyway, now I make sure I got the announcements out the way, no, um, I know on starting on Saturday, the 11th, next week, Conversations of Virtue. Uh, Sister Casilda is going to be up having a Conversations of Virtue with her radio show right here on Saturdays. I think that's going to be at 8 p.m. Eastern. Uh, so just click, you know, click right here on the radio show. Just click the uh, upcoming shows, and you can mark the schedule down. Um, so that's going to be real um, interactive my understanding that it's going to engage the crowd and you need to call in and sit your piece, and finally have a voice on radio, man. I really want to, um, in 2014, I would like to see where you, the people, have a voice and say so inside of what we call consciousness, you know, Um, just more interaction with y'all. So Conversations of Virtue is a perfect uh, platform to kick this off. So that's going to air on the 11th, which is next Saturday. And also, this Wednesday morning, I believe, 8 a.m., early in the morning, man, 8 a.m., Brittany has a show um, that you can tune in and get your early morning energies for the week and just get some, you know, just get some spiritual food for thought, maybe while you're on your way uh, to work and traveling and whatnot. So it's going to be an early, this is an early morning show. So this is Wednesday at 8 a.m. East Coast time. All right, and then Keisha is coming out on the 14th, Tuesdays. On the 14th, um,
0: Tuesdays
1: now will be at 12 noon, which will be Tarot Tuesdays with Keisha. For so those of you who can't get readings on Fridays because of the Lawton's Jail Pat, you may have an opportunity to get a reading with Keisha with, on um, Tarot Tuesdays at 12 noon Eastern Standard Time. I believe she's going at 12 noon. Or she may go at night. I don't, don't quote me on that, but... Mark the calendar for the 14th, which you do Tarot Tuesdays, all right? So just staying busy, giving you the spiritual tools that you need to help yourself, further yourself. Of course, um, again, the, the Astro Tarot Hour is Fridays at 12 noon, phenomenal, so we get free readings if you can't. The best thing you can really do at a, at a supremely low price is just join the Astral Tarot Network where you will have a consultation with Keisha once a month. Uh, which is very insightful in itself, and then I hit you with the astro reports, and anytime I may be holding a conference call or send out any audio reports, um, you are definitely certainly privy to that information when you get that. All right? Uh, speaking of such, in the sky right now, we have a mutable, um, I'm sorry, Cardinal T-square jumping off right now with, like, the sun and Pluto and Venus. It's all in Capricorn. And you have uh, Mars over here squaring this energy in Libra, and then across from Libra is Aries, and Aries we have Uranus over here. So this is a three-way right-angle triangle that's producing a lot of friction. Uh, I say it's not officially over until late July, all right? And that's dealing with the planet Mars when it leaves this particular zone. And of course, the Sun and Venus will leave much faster, but Pluto still be in Capricorn and whatnot and Uranus would definitely be in Aries. Alright? Um so a lot of pressure for us to begin some things, go in a certain direction, start something. Alright, if we don't want to start anything, this is when the energy can become very turbulent and and, and explosive. Alright? I'll talk about it plenty of times on other broadcasts. Just gotta go back in the archives and get it. Alright? Um let's go through this. Lesson nine. Um in your chart, you want to look at the ninth house, what we call the house of long distance traveling. Um, this is the house of foreign countries. this also is higher education, the house of philosophy, the house where you start to gain some type of spiritual understanding. Um, this also represents your in-laws. All right? um, this also is um, traditionally Sagittarius ruled by Jupiter, so which means it deals with your um, thighs um, and your liver. Um, and this also deals with not only is this the house of philosophy, this is also the house of law and courtrooms as well, all right? This is higher education to the fullest. This is going back to college or just going to college, going back to college, or going in some type of school of thought, that forces you, obviously, to learn something before you go into the next house, which is next week, which is career. So you go to you go to college, the ninth house, before you go get you a career. You see what I'm saying? Which is next. So I didn't want to talk about this particular um, aspect right here, um, which is pretty cool. This also really represents your third child. I should have told you all that. Um, the, the fifth house is your first child. Um, The seventh house is your second child, and the ninth house is your third child. Then the eleventh house is your fourth child, all right? Uh, So this gives you some type of um, insight on the psychology of your children, particularly here, this is your third child, like I just stated, all right? Um, Since here, we are dealing with the spiritual pursuit of one's consciousness to expand. Think outside of the box here, to grow uh, to get the courage to travel the world abroad, or at least mentally. Again, this is where you ask the question, "Who am I? Why am I here?" And you start to seek the answers for that. All right. Now, if you have Aries here, um, ruled by Mars. Really, we can do it by planetary wise because the seven. Let well, me tell you, the seven ruling planets um, rule the twelve signs of the zodiac, and because certain signs are dual rulership, such as Mercury rules Gemini and the rules Virgo. So if I give a Mercury explanation right here, I don't necessarily have to give it for Virgo and Gemini because we know that Mercury rules both of them. You see what I'm saying? So the seven ancient planets that actually ruled over the 12 signs. So I don't necessarily have to go through all 12, but I will. All right? Um, Aries here ruled by Mars. Mars in the ninth, Aries on the ninth. Um, this represents intense drive to facilitate um, um, higher growth as far as mentally, and you definitely, definitely, definitely will get out of the country. Uh, one thing with this ninth house, because it represents a travel energy, and Mars is an energy of dynamic aggression or just, uh, uh, full of uh, energy. Mars is known to be accident-prone, so depending on the natal aspects of your chart or what's going on or what we call afflictions, the ninth house energy or afflictions to Mars just represent um, some type of issue while traveling and or um, not so good um, outcomes in courtrooms because of Mars being afflicted here and known as the great malefic as far as the planets go. Traditionally, you would see Saturn being termed as the great malefic. Uh, we over here say it is Mars that is the great malefic. Both of them are considered malefic energy. Um, Mars here or Aries here, um, the higher education things to learn will to me will symbolize anything dealing with physical activity, combat, sports, um, security, um, any anything that's around that area. And it's just a very pioneering energy that has the ability to um start anything. Uh, or lead the way into a new area after it learns something. Depending on what Nato Mars is, that it shows you exactly what to do um, to tap into to tap into it and how you're going to bring it. All right. But here, this is a very I like it because traditionally this is a fire house. Ninth house is a fire house ruled by Sagittarius. Mars and any type of fire signs does extremely well because it's the the uh, because of the psychology of the planet, really, it, it just represents a fiery, go-getter, let's get out, let's go, 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 go type of nature, all right? Taurus here, by Venus, this is very artsy, um, this is a beautiful, perfect vacation, um, you definitely should travel the world, get out some, um, this is about values and money, um, you definitely should go to school and, and study up on finance. Not be afraid to study accounting or um, just anything that deals with um, increasing your financial IQ, think and grow riches, uh, rich, you know, um, things of that nature. Um, you know, this is a, a, a alley-oop to my man, Coach Here, you should be looking at just increasing your network, man, just think, anything dealing with value. Uh, anything dealing with finances here. But again, Venus has a thing where it's about fine taste art shows and music um, and nice food and wine and dining. So you get some of your best experiences um, with Taurus here or Venus here when you travel outside of the country. And since Venus has a dual rulership over Libra as well with Taurus, um, I might as well touch on Libra now. Um, and this is dealing with your relationships are foreign. So this is a classic indicator with Venus in the ninth or Libra on the ninth. Um, uh, potentially you could be in a relationship, marry someone, um, uh, who is of a different ethnic background. Okay. Um, the chart says so. So if you feel like you find, um, uh, Brazilian women or, or, or Jamaican men sexy or something, You know, this explains why, because you have the Venus, the planet of relationship um, associated with the rulership of this particular house, all right? Um, If it's Libra, uh, it's definitely higher education. Um, This is definitely, you are a justice official, definitely, you need to go study some aspect of law, sure, all right? And it should be international law at that, and you'll do extremely well, all right? Um, moving over to Gemini, which is ruled by Mercury has dual rulership, so I touch on Gemini and Virgo, since Mercury rules both of them. Um, Mercury here is fantastic for traveling, fantastic for learning. I think this is perhaps a teacher's aspect right here with Gemini on a ninth, of Virgo on a ninth, Mercury and a ninth type of thing. These people love to teach. They understand philosophy. They understand religion. Um, But most importantly, they're going to travel, all right? They're definitely, definitely going to travel. So this is a traveler's marker. Um, You definitely need to pack it up and go somewhere and learn, all right? Um, Moving over to Cancer. Cancer here, um, since the moon, this is an oxymoron a little bit because the moon rules domestic things, so it kind of sits still and likes to stay at home. Uh, but here you're having the urge to uh, potentially live in a foreign place. If you have the moon in the ninth, um, cancer on the ninth, depending on how the moon is aspected, since cancer and the moon represents home and the ninth house represents a foreign place, then it's traditionally said that, you know what, you may live outside of the country or at least your home in itself may have a foreign theme attached to it. For men, since the moon represents a woman, your mama could have always been traveling. Your mom could have been a professor, some sort of teacher, or, or, you know, in some type of law aspect. Um, But it also represents you're seeking the emotional balance from a woman who has um, spiritual insight and a lot of um, philosophical understanding, someone who is on a pursuit, a mental pursuit, a mental journey to learn. All right, that's what you're seeking for as a man if you have um, the moon here. And the same thing could be said if you have Venus here if you're a man, all right? And then a the woman, if it's Mars here is what we did with Aries, you're seeking that kind of guy, all right? Uh, moving over to the sun, uh, Leo being right here, the um, same thing as a woman, you're, you're seeking a man who has um, that philosophical pursuit, um, a spiritual guy um, very knowledgeable and well versed in some things, all right, not afraid to travel the world a little bit, and he's just as mental as just diversified, all right. Um, Leo here brings a lot of creativity to this area. Uh, I like it. Leo has his fire on fire in a sense, and uh, the consolation that deals with our children uh, can potentially give us some insight that our children can have a um, high pursuits very high a very high mental apparatus here I like it a lot a lot of fun romance um, goes on here so these are romantic um these are romantic vacations um and and this is also the vacation if you go solo with Leo in this particular house if you go solo um you're likely to have some type of romantic Encounter. This is the perfect marking for Stella got her groove back type of thing. She's out and about, and she meets this young fun guy, and having you know what I mean. that that's Leo on the knife right here. All right. Um, Also could become the authoritative position uh, by if you go to school and learn something, whatever it is that you're learning, you're guaranteed to be the boss, the supervisor, the managing director, the CEO. Uh, the senior GP of whatever it is you put your pursuit. So this is a very powerful marking that Leo and the sun represents authority. All right. Uh, moving over to Virgo, touched a little bit about it with Mercury. Um, here the education is about paying attention to detail. So it may be um, in some form of analytics, right? So Google got this thing called Google Analytics was able to analyze and track um, the mathematics traffic and, and, and just deal with all that analytical data, all right? So if you got Virgo on the ninth, um, this is uh, this is a pretty much probably a high mathematical um, type of um, placement here where you can go and learn how to analyze things, all right? Stats, you're paying attention to the details, and you know it in theory, and you can bring it out into uh, the practical aspect of practice, all right? but you are a monster when it comes to understanding theory, all right? Um, moving over to Capricorn, man. Am I Capricorn? I'm in Capricorn? No, I'm sorry. I'm in Libra, man. I'm taking about something. All right, so Libra here, we talked about the relationship aspect, the foreign aspect. Um, we talked about that Scorpio has dual rulership, uh, uh, Mars, and also Pluto. Um, the theme here is all about, Scorpio already has this, I want to know the truth, anything, I'm going I'm going to know the truth anyway. Um, Pluto usually brings about, and Mars does too, but Pluto usually brings about some type of crisis type situation in which forces you to be able to learn. So this is a, um, a learning experience experience in which is definitely coming in disguise of affliction potentially. Um, Scorpio here on the ninth house is, is 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 not necessarily even fair um because of the higher learning that's associated with the ninth house but the in depth of the Scorpio frequency <coughs> excuse me or how much um, the native here can learn they they have – this is a tremendous ability to, to understand Eastern, what we call Eastern tra- traditions, but if you're in the East, then it's, then it's you understanding a different philosophy um, and being able to relate that to um, the body as well. Sagittarius, to me, does deal with a form of health to a degree. Scorpio is definitely health as it deals with regeneration. Um, this is actually this – is, this is a tantric guru right here. They got Scorpio on the ninth. They, they can really teach the in-depth arc science of the body and sexuality, all right? Um, so if you got Mars or Pluto on the ninth, this is an indicator of that, or Scorpio on the ninth, this is an indicator of that. All right? Moving over to SADs. SADs rule by Jupiter. This is naturally home for them. Um, Jupiter here, man, I mean, this natural, so this is all about, it's just, it's now it's not even double fold, it's triple fold because it's naturally ruled by Jupiter, so therefore Jupiter likes to be like Santa Claus and give, 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 Um, and it can give you too much, so it can be an overabundance, but here the native must learn, must travel, Um, and if you haven't went back to school, if you haven't got out the country, uh, you're definitely not living up to your highest potential. I don't care if you even got Saturn afflictions to your Jupiter with fash here. Uh, It's mandatory that you get out outside of here and you learn some things, all right? Saturn here with the Capricorn frequency uh, pretty much just represents. It could be a slow grounding effect when you try to travel and this restriction is there, so it's kind of harder for you. But it also represents um, maybe you do it when you get older in life. You know, you probably when you you know 42 and in your 50s you start traveling the world and it's like, well yeah, I had to wait till the children were off into school and finish college and make sure they everything was taken care of. It's that type of thing where you grow into it later. This also represents success when you travel um, by learning some things. So here too. If you have this marker, this is it's imperative that you go to college or you have some type of higher education associated with your career path. This is very important as the credentials are needed from when you go into the next house, which is the house of career, which is naturally moved by Saturn anyway. So when it comes to the universal career marker, Saturn, he wants you definitely to have some type of higher education credentials behind you so success can be easily uh, more attainable for you. All right, Aquarius here. Think outside of the box. Um, if you're going back to school, you're going back to school to be some to deal with some form of technology. Period. We got Aquarius, or Uranus here, even Saturn. For Saturn is a co ruler of Aquarius, but more of the Uranus frequency. Aquarius on the uh, on the ninth house represent you're going back to school here, and associating with groups of people, all about social change and enlighten people. But you do it through philosophical means. So this is a very um, unique placement and uh, a hell of a teacher in this day and time. I got a ninth house Aquarian son, so you know, it, it makes perfect sense. uh moving over to last but not least, Pisces here. Um to me, you know, when Neptune was in Sag, and a lot of people were uh a lot of people were born with this marker, um, Neptune and Sag. Um this is a quiet exaltation to me because they're similar. Um, Sagittarius deals with philosophy, and I'm a red tail, um, and and Pisces deals with spirituality. You know, it's meditation, transcendental meditation is anything that transcends the human physical existence to tap into the realm of the creator, whereas Sagittarius is more like religion. It's like, okay, well, let me give you the textbook aspect of the spiritual god so you can study and broaden your mind but 12th house pisces says that i am in tune with the creator so i transcend all physical barriers and i tap into the uh, super subconscious mind of the creator by having this psychic clairvoyant gift all right and um that's, that's the difference here so when the planet neptune um, gets in this region of space since since the ninth house deals with religion and philosophy anyway the planet of the spirituality comes here to me that's an exaltation because they're, they're similar okay and um, so the, 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 the Pisces here represents that you are here to um, if you go to school man you're going to be the minister you're going to get ordained in some type of spiritual craft you're a spiritual guru and teacher for sure all right, and and, and that's where you need to put your focus at. All right, and it's just real simple, man. Real simple, across the board um, on how you just take these energies and you add them up real fast. You know what I mean? So, like I said, this, this show I gotta keep it really short because I gotta prepare uh, for a short interview for the next session. If you got any questions, you can call in, press one. And, um, you know, I help you walk yourself through the wheel so you understand where your higher education um, is at, all right, or how you're going to start your pursuit to get to the creator. This is how you get on the trail of the creator right here in the ninth house. So call it on the two four eight nine seven nine. What's your name and what's your question? It's your boy, Rich Black,
2: once again. I didn't know I was going to be the first one. What's
1: going on? Right, Caller number <laughs> one, man. What's good?
2: Oh man, I'm just coming on the subject. I um start, I go back, I start my class back tomorrow morning in um, economics at Grand Canyon University, and it's gonna be like my um third economics course I've taken in school, and um I got mm-hmm. the the Pluto in the ninth house with the Libra.
0: Okay.
2: And then you know I got all that. I got all that autumn planets in the eighth house with the Jupiter, North Node, and the Saturn. I got all that in the eighth, but I got that Pluto on the ninth, and I'm kind of like, like when it comes to that mm-hmm. school, like at Grand Canyon, man, I mean, I wrote 20 essays this past year. I wrote an essay on Oprah and Jesus. And um, that school is like a Christian Jesuit school to where they're more philosophical.
3: Uh-huh. And
2: I'm um, I mean, It'd be some high debates, and you know, like an online forum, because so it's kind of like Facebook when you when you post and put putting in post discussions in the class, and everybody got different opinions. Uh-huh. Um, you know, I had I had one one professor in one of my courses. She actually reported me to the dean that I was being a little bit holistic and my and because you know I go outside of the the, the faith of religion, right. Well. Okay. You know, I didn't. I didn't try to. I don't try to. You know, implement or make someone believe what I believe. Because you know, when we dealing with this type of science and spiritual stuff, other people are coming with a pre-programmed disposition. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So you know, I just have to put that in as far as the education because I noticed, like at Grand Canyon, you know, it's a Christian. University. I went to a Lutheran university two years, you know, I, I studied the Bible. I've been reading the Bible since I was five, and, you know, I got to study. I'm like, look, you know, there's other things, other variables in society that, you know, some it's, you know, just, just to put, you know, and we got the Internet. So I'm thinking most people with information are, if you're not searching for information to better yourself, I don't know what people are doing.
4: <laughs>
2: right. You know, but I I didn't have no questions. I just had to put that in on that education because I got that Libra with the Pluto in there. You want to say something about that?
4: Well, man, you know,
1: it's a whole bunch of people that got Pluto and Libra, you know, um, which symbolize we would go through, um, you know, we would go through at least one relationship um, that was one relationship that's a crisis um that will force transformation to take place but in this particular case in the ninth then it just started talking about um it it it'll help us grow and understand our connection to the creator in higher education. You know?
2: You know um, that, you know what's funny about that? You know, I like to give it to you raw on the table. I had went back to school a couple of years ago and I was like only had like I say I had, like, one source of income. I had, like, a bridge card, a snap card, and I didn't have no money in pool. And, like, mm-hmm. soon my cousin had called me, said he was trying to get him back in school, but he was going about it a totally backwards way. And as soon as I signed up for school, I had, I just got to say, I had, like, two extra income because all the school money, me being in the military, it kind of, um, the Obama nine eleven chapter. Uh-huh. And what happened was, it, it started, I switched my whole, from the NBIB, I switched over to the nine eleven chapter, and that became my source of income. And like, I bought my car off that money and my apartment, and it just, it just flipped. You know what I mean? As soon as I went into school, I'd like to mm-hmm. hear that, too, because I tried to chop it up. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah. Right.
0: Yeah, definitely, right.
2: but.
1: Yeah, I didn't have nothing, man. I'm just saying what up to you. Okay, I appreciate it, man. You know how we do, man. I'm still hit you Ooh. up, man. I was supposed to hit you up the other day, man, but it's, I, I got you on my sticky note right here, so I'm going to hit you.
2: Yeah, just stick with me to, like, I'm good, like, after 9 a.m. In, 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 in a weekday, daytime. I'm usually on a computer or I am only take one class, so I'm pretty much out of FaceTime, so you can hit me
1: whenever you like. Okay, cool. That's what's sure. right. up. All right, peace. All right, nine seven three two eight
4: zero. What's happening? What up, I'm fool? This is the general. What well, up, Rick? What's good? Not much. How you been, baby? I'm good,
1: man. I'm good, beloved. What's the word? man, uh,
4: this that's all love. Um, I got Scorpio there, and um, I um, I just I just want to ask you a question. It's kind of kind of off the subject, but I get uh-huh. I get. I get mad people calling me with, I mean, like suicidal situations. Like right. they they want they want to go out and like do actually bodily harm, and it's it's all due to their life situation. And
0: uh-huh.
4: I'm I'm wondering what is, what is it why are they why are they coming to me? I mean, I don't I don't really look at myself as being like the voice of reason and not like that, but. Uh-huh. I don't know. I'm, I, that's why I'm calling. I'm trying to find out from you. Do you, is there something that you could tell me that I don't know about myself? Because we we don't know. We really don't know ourselves like we think we do. Right. Oh, uh,
1: that's 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 interesting. Let me see so with but um, what you July twelfth, sixty-five. Yeah. yeah. So you listen, y'all. Don't give me y'all birthdays. The reason I can do this is because. A network member, <clears throat> and I can just easily go and make that happen. Um, um, let me see something here, man. I don't know if you got Scorpio there. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not seeing Scorpio right there on the ninth. Uh, when's your time of birth?
4: Um, I, I still haven't. I haven't been able to narrow it down. But I. I was told that it was in the early, early. Um, in early, early
1: like, morning, right. hmm. like five. Why. Okay. Huh? Okay. Oh, well, I have five. I have five a.m. for some reason. Um, but but this, this is this is the thing. And it's a couple ways we 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 can get to this. We can get to this whole thing. Um, one thing is if you do have Scorpio on the night, or if I want to look at the the, the planets that you have in the constellation of Scorpio when you were born. Such as Neptune, um, you know Net, Neptune becomes—he's um, the most spiritually evolved one out of the whole out of out of whole uh, uh, creation. <laughs> out of all creation, he he's just the most spiritually evolved one. So because uh, he's a psychic imprint, he's a seal of the will through Pisces. Um, And, you know, he's the one that allows you to see into the future uh, before, you know, before events happen in our physical reality. Uh, So to me, Neptune is like God's eye. Um, Hence being in Scorpio, Scorpio, the constellation of death. Um, If the relation is that, it's because uh, if you experience that for people who want to experience death in your reality, they could, low-key, they would see you as a spiritual guru in a sense because of the Neptunian frequency. Now, if you have Scorpio on the ninth, um, and, and it's still the same kind of vibration because the ninth, could represent, ninth represents higher education and and what you have knowledge about in a sense. You see what I'm saying? Because this is where you're supposed to go off and you're supposed to go off to college type of thing. Uh, so the vibration that you give off about life and death Is something that you have the most education about because it's in the ninth house type of thing. You see what I'm saying? Um, But it's also other frequencies too. You know, it 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 could be not just solely based off that. It could be based off the fact that uh, you are Cancer, and Cancer men are men who um, they're dummies. They're 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 they're. they're, they're the fathers who have a motherly quality about them. They're men who care. They're very nurturing. They're very protective. They're not necessarily the traditional hardcore daddy role. They're more of a, of a, of a different fabric, you know what I'm saying? Um, and, and people can sense that about you. And then it can also be the fact that, hey, shit, you were born on the day of a full moon which means that the sun and the moon are in complete balance to one another. That's what a full moon is. Now, if we research that year, we may even find out it could have been an eclipse that year, which now puts uh, more emphasis on, on that full moon effect that you give off. So the mere fact that you're born on a full moon, sun and moon in opposition to one another, it reflects a divine state of balance because the sun is going down as the moon is coming up. They are in opposition to one another. So in our spectrum of reality, the primary luminaries of how we see light, sun and moon, mommy and daddy, they are in complete balance with one another on top of you already having that cancer energy of feeling like uh, a a brother who cares. You see what I'm saying? Because, that's again, that's how cancer men carry themselves. It's like a brother, a man who actually cares. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) um so it's a host of factors it is really every single thing that's in your cosmic genetic makeup that produces who Rick is that we have to take into consideration here but i think it's more or less of what i did the latter of what i described dealing with the sun and moon and you being a cancer is is, is what happens
4: all right and uh, and now the reason why i'm, I'm a little I'm kind of like um I'm not stuck but I mean I'm I'm in a state of wondering because in my life I mean, you know, it's 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 good. You know what I'm saying? I'll i got no stress, no place. I don't really have no um you know, but at the same time it's been a it's been a journey, you know what I'm saying, for me to get to where I'm at. Mm-hmm. It, it wasn't always like that. So right now I'm at a I'm at a good place. So I got peace and I, I have, I, I got my spirituality, and and you know I just feel like right where I'm at now is, I'm in I'm in a real good place. So for for people to just be coming out of the the woodwork, now it's not just random people, these people that I know for for some time and some years. I mean I actually had a brother, he broke down and cried and was like, Yo Rick man, I don't know what I would have did if you hadn't came here. You know what I'm saying, yo. I you know, I was thinking this, I was thinking that, and you know, a lot of pressure. I feel like a lot of pressure is it comes to me through them. But you know, the only way I know, only thing I know to do is to tell them what, 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 what they're making me feel. You know what I'm saying? So I'm, I'm feeling like they're really just talking to me, and while they're talking to me, they really. They really answering their own questions, but they're not hearing it. I gotta, I gotta repeat back to them what they're saying. So I kind of feel like a, like a sounding board more than anything else right now. Right,
1: right, right, right. That's cool. That's that full moon ability. You get to reflect. You get to reflect back. You know. Right, right. So
4: yeah, man. I,
0: I, it's
4: all I, good, man. I greatly appreciate, man. I'm, I'm. Um, I'm I'm with you, yo. I'm with you, and um, sure. yo, I'm saying so. You you know you know where I'm at, and yeah, I greatly appreciate what you're doing. And um, from you know from callers and so forth, I, I see you doing big things out there. So I just want you know, you know, I got I got major support for you.
1: Man, I appreciate it. Love it. Appreciate it, man. So I'll be getting with you soon. Absolutely. Okay. All right, general peace. All right, nine one nine two four four. What's your name? What's your question?
5: Hello, my name is Cookie, and I'm just calling in regards to my sign, which is Capricorn. Okay. And
6: um, should I give you the time I was born or new?
4: Nope.
1: uh Oh, you, you are a Capricorn. Yes. Yeah. What, what, what I would need, though, I mean, if you got a question about Capricorn, that's cool but if you want to keep it in context to lesson nine with with, with how do you tap into higher education, where should you be focusing on in, in that area, um, then I would need you to tell me what constellation is on your ninth house, and you can do that by looking at your birth chart. Uh, if not, and then you just got a general question, then I can I can help you out with a general question about Capricorn. But this is not to show where I literally put people's birth chart in. With that, brother, that's why I said it when I did it, He's in the network, so I've already had his data in front of me. You see what I'm saying? But I don't, I don't
4: do – on this show, okay.
1: people already got to come to me with their birth charts, and then I can answer the question.
4: Oh,
5: oh, oh, okay. Okay. I'm new at this. I just found out about your okay. um, show, so um, just bear okay. with me. I do have a question, though. Um, uh-huh. I have a situation in, in, in my house. And Uh I want to know if it's going to work out or is it going to, um, is it for the good or is it for the bad?
1: Yeah, I will have to take your birth information and and look at the chart. Uh, You need to call Friday. Friday radio show is perfect for you. Um, But you got to listen when I tell you this, though. You have to literally call in at 11.45 a.m. on the dot. Because that's as soon as we can start taking phone calls in the studio and the lines fill up fast because we're only on once a week giving reading. Okay. All right. And so you have to call in on the dot because we only we only do it for an hour and we only, on average, we're able to get to about five to seven people. And it fills okay. up very fast.
5: Okay.
1: Okay. All right. All right. Thank you. We take care of you Friday. Okay, you got it. Alright, uh, yeah, y'all got to have your birth chart and have your birth data in front of you uh, and that way I can help you out because this show I just don't have enough time to put the data in
3: and whatnot. Um, 848-628. Uh, uh, hey, how's it going? Hey, what's going um, on? Doing pretty good. Um, I actually got my uh, chart in front of me. Um, I mm-hmm. just um, did it and everything. But, like, I I not know what to read to tell you, um, but it. Uh, I think it says, True Lilith, um, 6 Degree 33, Tourist in-house, VII. So what, what would what I tell you, um, like, because there's these numbers that go in a circle, um, what like, number would I tell you?
1: I want to look at House number 9.
3: Okay, because that has a it's like a sideways six nine sixty nine.
1: Okay, that is cancer. Alright, so if you got cancer on a ninth house, um, again, then that that represents a woman in your life. You're seeking your emotional security through learning um, about about religion, learning about the creator. Um, this is very important for you. Um because it deals with your emotional undertone um but it also it also tells what kind of woman uh will help bring that you know a woman will help bring that into your life so it should be um seeking a woman who has high spiritual pursuits very well educated even you know um but definitely um she's into um the higher sciences shall i say
3: yeah, I actually met this woman and she's actually very, very great. She like graduated college at like like yeah. twenty one or something. Right. And right. uh mm-hmm. She was born six six, so and I was born mm-hmm. eight twenty seven. So I guess six, that's six, what you're eight, talking
0: eight, about. No mm-hmm, team
1: six, that's good. I that's a good relationship. Um, traditionally that could be ruled by Venus. Um, so that's a good relationship and if you were to pursue that relationship, you need to uh, pursue that relationship and, and, and do things on Fridays to enhance that relationship. Um, and But the, the only thing is this, bro, because your universal number, you always give to the other person in your life, period. Um, and with, with saying that, to say that her vibration becomes the dominant one in the relationship and oftentimes when that happens, we can have a gender switcheroo and we don't even know it and, and what happens in, when the gender switch like that, sometimes it's like this thing where a woman feel like, um, man, i got to act like I'm his mama or he just ain't man enough for me type of thing or vice versa where it's like, man, she, i got to act like I'm her daddy type of thing. But in this case, you give to her. And the reason I come up with that is because, and everybody needs to listen to this, is because when the day of your birth, just the day alone, if it equals a 9, uh, nines always give mathematically to somebody else because no matter the number, it always equals the number that it's adding. So if 9 plus 2 is 11, 1 plus 1 is 2, they go to 2 again. If 9 plus 3 is 12, 1 plus 2 is 3, they go to 3 again. Nines are universal that always give to the other person. So if you're born on the twenty seventh, that's a nine, and she born on what? What she's born on the fifteenth? When she born? Six, six. Six, right? So right, she born on the six and nine and six is fifteen. One plus five is six. It goes back to her. So anybody who you deal with in your lifetime, whether it's business partnerships or just don't matter. You're so universal in your, approach, in your approach, you're like, you know what, it can be your way because I've matched all these other numbers anyway. You know what I'm saying? That's what non-represents. Uh, so just keep that in mind. It's her flow, and that's good because guess what? That, that, that looks like it says that she doesn't have to readjust herself to adapt to you. What if the relationship would have equal, let's just say, a three? That's not your vibration. That's not her vibration. You see what I'm saying? But you allow her to be herself and that's what you do as a universal number. You allow people to be who they are and they don't have to make no adjustments. You just flow. So that's a great opportunity. But again, I just want you to be aware of that because sometimes as men it's like, Well, I gotta take charge or do this, like that type of thing whereas really in your nature it's about allowing the other person energy to flow. All right. But that's um uh, that moon going back there, cancer on the ninth, that's what I'm talking about. A woman who's about higher education, and you found one who graduated early. And that's where you seek your emotional uh, feminine compatibility with right there, that kind of woman. That's a perfect example.
3: Cool, cool. I appreciate that. Yeah, that's exactly Ooh. what I've been feeling, too. So. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So if you, if you
1: pursue it Fridays, make Fridays a special day. All
3: right, All right, no doubt. I appreciate that. Okay.
1: All right, you got it, brother. Peace.
3: Mm.
1: All right, call up for 919-798-424. You up next. 919-798, what's happening?
4: Peace, peace, brother Ampu. How's it going?
5: I am well, man. What's good with you?
4: Good. Uh, this is brother Al. Um, I um,
1: I want to first and foremost say I appreciate um I'm on your Facebook page as well, and when you uh, post up the Zohar, the readings from the Zohar, um, yeah. those are some powerful, powerful readings. And I think that along with um, anybody who's, who's heavy into astrology and wanting to see what's going on with their relationships and whatnot, I think mm-hmm. the the, the, reading, the daily readings from the Zohar like, provide a foundation. It, it helps mm-hmm. to really ground. The, the energy You know what I'm saying And so I just want To applaud you For putting those Um Um Out there Um I Myself being a, a A student Of you know The Kabbalah And the Zohar And, and works mm-hmm. of, of, of the Cloth So yeah But yeah I have a Um I have a Gemini My ninth house Gemini Uh huh
0: mm-hmm.
1: Um And I, I just wanted you To kind of Touch on that Uh right. briefly
0: mm-hmm.
1: Okay, well first off, thank you for your support, man, and I I definitely appreciate that. I haven't had time to really get into Zohar lately. Uh, I've been studying some other things, and um, you and the last call are going to make me reveal it. On February, I'm working on something in the background, February 14th, about to create a relationship book club. Um, But it's a place, it's a forum where we can come to um, via conference call, two conference calls a month. Um, where we want to just have dialogue about relationships and really uh, progress relationships and moving forward, because sometimes we have um, plaguing issues that we need to discuss, and we may not know how to handle it. Uh, One of the rabbis um, that I studied mentioned something along the lines of um, even even a fool wants to have um, peace in this relationship and wants to have happiness in this relationship. And I said that's similar to what I've always said. I said that um, nobody gets in a relationship with the purpose on getting out. Like, yeah, girl, we're gonna get together and we're gonna break up in nine months. And we're gonna break up in three months. We're gonna break up in eleven years. Yeah. Like, we don't get in it with that kind of intent. So, what happens? So, the Rabbi says, what happens is, is, is simply we're not educated on love relationships. We we haven't been educated about it. We never necessarily. Some of us and probably majority of us never seen our parents um, educate, you know, uh, educate themselves, not alone educate us about relationships, and I know I have, not I come from a different paradigm where the mom cheated on the dad and not the other way around type of thing, um, and they didn't work through that. My dad was like, oh, no, divorce. You know what I'm saying? They, they didn't work through that. And I think he, and if I get my dad on the phone right now, I promise you he'll start talking about my mama. You know what I mean? He never let that go either. You know what I'm saying? So... Uh, but it's tradition. It's classic because I have Saturn and Leo, which is a detriment, in opposition to my moon in the 8th house. That's parental karma. That's mommy and daddy fighting. And my moon is in the 8th house, which represents sexual secrets. So it was my mama who had the sexual secret in opposition to my daddy, who was Saturn.
3: Like, it's it's right
1: there. You know what I'm saying? So, um, you know, so saying that to say thank you again, uh, and that's what the Gemini thing is. The Gemini on the ninth house Um, Gemini is a Cold constellation That really deals with Uniting the male-female dynamics Within your own self And terro has been attributed To the um, card of the lovers Because it's talking about A duality of mind It's talking about um, This is the first time That you get to understand That you are Gemini or Mercury Is considered to be a hermaphrodite He's male and female It's neutral you see what I'm saying? But it's talking about the male feminine energies inside the self, and it's talking about the love, really. Um, and then the most essential thing inside a relationship being communication, right? So it's Gemini again. So the Gemini on the ninth just simply depicts that this is a classic learner. This is a classic teacher. This is someone that is more of a teacher than anything because Gemini represents, um, I have to say something. I have to verbalize, I have to write it, I have to move my hands when I talk, I have to say something or I will die if I don't say it. And the Ninth House becomes about that philosophical spiritual pursuit. So this is somebody who's the perfect orator of um, spiritual principles, spiritual things is how I see that. But it does absolutely have an undertone of love because, I just said, how the Gemini frequency, what it's really dealing with, you know, the male, females inside itself, you know. Um, but yeah, you gotta, you have to teach. So the reason why you would be attracted to a zohar astrology, and you will see that, and you will find it enlightening, because your house of higher education is on the zodiac sign that deals with your regular mental logic. Gemini is said to be your regular intellect, whereas uh, Sagittarius is is when you say, you know what, I'm about to expand my regular intellect and go to college now. You see what I'm saying? for yours are married with Gemini on a knife. Yours is married. They're together. Yeah, that's that's my whole entire chart where each house is in its opposite or each sign right. is in the opposite house. It's like an exact right, mirror. Right. right. You know, <laughs> exactly. it's interesting it, it's to say that because I have this book called um, Building Blocks of the Soul by, um, I think it's called, his name is uh, Mahatayu Glazerson, And the whole mm-hmm. book is like each chapter is one page, but what he, what the author does is he shows the, the 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 relationship between the male-female dynamic in in marriage, in relationships. But he uses various um, transformation codes to bring his, um, you know, bring his points to a head. So he'll use like the Afjeka table, the Atbash table, various transformation codes to show the 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 relationship between the male female dynamic and this is like my favorite it's like my favorite book because it constantly reinforces the 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 reason why we need to like you said educate be educated in our relationships on how to thrive in our relationship and so um um you, you hit the nail on the head brother you hit the nail on the head with that one because that's exactly what I do is off the radar. Um, you know, everybody pretty much knows me around my way as a teacher, specifically dealing with the Hebrew and the Kabbalah and the Gematria and just really breaking it down like pound for pound, but I know for me it's I'm in a position where I have to like really get out there and begin to um be- begin to speak because it's humbled me and it's helped me in in so many ways, you know. But I had another question too, when you speak about uh-huh. your rap, I'm a I'm a, I'm ai I'm I'm gonna get off after this, but You spoke about, I've always been interested as to who, um, as far as like when you mentioned a rabbi that you learned under, is that via a book or someone that you know personally? Because I would like to just see, you know, see if there's any book that you probably would reference that I could probably get a hold of that I could check out that you may think would be good. You know, just a Uh, reference or whatnot. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Well, when I I speak, it's it's, it's book forms and spirits. Um, Rabbi Shalom Arush A-R-U-S-H He has a book um, That we'd be going over uh, When we put the cosmic love circle together He um, got a book called The Book of Immuna Immuna means the perfect faith in God um, And he's a Hasidic Hasidic Jew And it's funny because he's born in Morocco which is, but, mm. but moved to Jerusalem You know what I'm saying So he's really He's really you know, you know all his life. He's born in Judaism. You know what I'm saying. But the mere fact that he's born in Morocco, it, it tells you it's something else that's going on there. Um, so um, he has a few books. Uh, one on women's wisdom to help women overcome their relationship issues, and one for men called The Garden of Peace, um, as well. Then you know some for children, Garden Education, and and and, and um, talk about when you see him and you study him, spirit wise. He, he's in love with God. He fell in love with God, and he sees nothing but a bliss. Um, in fact, if you YouTube me, you would actually see him, because he, he speaks Hebrew, so he has a translator, Rabbi like Al-Azir translates for him. Um,
0: but when he ain't
1: even talking, and the translation is, somebody's translating for him, he's sitting up there smiling, and he, he's bobbing his head because he, he didn't tap into his own where he, he's a, in Sufism, i never forget this, the Sufi Sheikh Master, Baal Mahayyadine, said when uh, you look at a Sufi, you don't see a Sufi. You see a loss because the Sufi is one with a law. So the Sufi don't have no, uh, and he don't have no existence because all that exists is a law. You know what I'm saying? So in this particular case with, with uh, Rabbi uh, Shalom, you can just see that he's found that place where the creator exists in him, and he's a feather within that bliss. Uh, uh, of happiness, you know what I'm saying. Uh, so I, start, I I'll be right there with them for right now. Uh, Robert Nachman of uh, Greslow, uh, who is a profound teacher, the Bao Um, you know, there, there's different guys out there that you know from past of old that's passed on um, that laid a, a interesting foundation down. It that, that see, the, the question becomes, why do other Europeans why did other Europeans start to murder their own people with so-called European Jews? What is it about Judaism in the spiritual system that they mess with that other European countries? Like, oh, no, we're killing y'all. Is it that that, that, becomes, that becomes the question. And then the question is, when you start looking at, again, um, there's something called, like, elephant, elephantine, papyrus, um, and and the things that was going on. There used to be a Yahweh temple right next to Karnak, um, right right next to the uh, incarnate right next to the temple of Kunun. You see what I'm saying? That that you know, you can now you start to see um uh, Hebrew and or Judaism existing inside of Africa. Obviously, you get that basically with just Moses being in Egypt and it's it's, it's obvious. You know what I'm saying? But they, they start to go through this persecution for some sort from their own people. And I'm and I'm gonna say to me, what it's starting to look like when you look at Dr. Dan, we the black Jews, what it what it's starting to look like is these people um, took on the um, they took on a new spiritual they took on a new African spiritual system that had to be encoded because they were being invaded by Persians. They you know what I mean? this wars are taking place. So the first thing you do mm-hmm. in war is what you should do is recodify that which you taught because it can no longer exist in this way no more. If, the, if we're launching a war on Metaneta and, and this particular system and you see that you may potentially about to get that, that, that behind whooped and it ain't going to exist no more, the smart mm-hmm. thing for you to do is to recode it. You know what I'm saying? Make it look new. Turn it. Remix. That's what we do in music. Remix. Man, pump that, man. Chop and screw that thing. You know what I'm saying? And that's all we did with the spiritual system. We chopped and screwed it. Bam. Here it is now. And then later, when you come back and start to understand historically, you'd be able to connect the dots and put it all together. You know what I'm saying? And I'm a, I'm going to touch on that a little bit on our next show. Um um on the 16th when we're going to go in on ancestral worship because the word for create is three letters in hebrew and it's called bara, b-r-a bara, yeah so we already know that you know Beth represents in right mm-hmm. so in the beginning bera so bara means in ra in ra is yeah. creation You see what I'm saying? So three words, B-R-A, B represents in, going inside of something. So in, Ra, that is creation. So the Bible starts off with better shift, better Elohim. So in in the beginning, create Elohim. Or now we're saying in the beginning, in creation,
0: Elohim. You know what I'm saying?
1: Or in, Ra, Elohim. You see what I'm saying? Yes. So, so it's a, it's it's just a remix system, man. But um, yeah, check out, check out. Uh, I like, I love this guy, man. This dude is brilliant. He's really brilliant, man. Really brilliant, and he most importantly, yeah, Shimon Arush, A R U S H, and his book is called like the Garden of Peace, Garden of Wisdom, it Garden it right of now. Yeah, yeah, I love that guy.
3: And then I okay. do got a local all
1: rabbi right. that I bust. I'm 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 politicking with. I just started. Um I gotta see how that panned out. You know, I was showing him what I was presenting in this animal Court class and he ain't never seen nothing like that before. And a lot of people haven't because when you're dealing with geometry, it's all about your mind and what you see. It's a puzzle. You know what I mean? So I was showing him the prayer and the you know, the you know, the, the geometry of it and he's like, Wow, I've never seen that before, you know, so you know but, yeah, I keep you up to breast uh, with the ones I do politic with, you know. Yeah, absolutely, fam. I, I definitely appreciate it. Um, yeah, I definitely appreciate it. And just I never looked at the Gemini in the ninth house. I I don't look at it as much as I should, but when it plays out, I'm like, okay, this is the reason why I'm so adamant about my studies and how I tend to process reality through the lens of the language and the and the and the mathematical systems that go with the language and it Absolutely. just it anchors me and it's it's very hard to move me out of my position when I know that I'm fixed with by something that is of a very high end spiritual ling, language linguistic system. So
0: right.
1: I, I start thinking I don't even think in English no more.
0: <laughs>
1: you know? Right. I, I may speak in English but I process it through the template of you know, the Kabbalistic and the and the Hebrew and the, you know, Gematria and so on and so forth and the various transformation right. codes. I will add and I also subtract and divide and I'll go into, you know, as much as I can and it always seems to bring me back to the same point when I deal with any formula. So, yeah. It's on point, man. I'm gonna let you ride because I don't want to take absolutely. up all the time. But no, it's all good. I appreciate uh, it, man. But do me a favor. Inbox me on Facebook so I so I can put a face to it. i put a face with you. You know what I'm saying? But definitely send me an inbox that way we can build. Yeah, absolutely, fam. That's what's up. All right, all right. appreciate it. All right, peace. All right, four two four two zero seven eight one three. You up next? Four two four two zero seven.
5: What's
4: happening? Hi. How are you? I'm well. up about yourself? So.
5: I'm doing swell. Um, I'm actually looking at my chart, and I don't see um, my ninth house showing anything in there.
1: Let me, let me get you. What constellation falls right there?
5: Um, What the con- Say it again.
1: What constellation? What zodiac sign is on the ninth house?
5: Um. I'm looking at, I guess you could call it "quote unquote" traditional chart. It's just a box, and it has the zodiac and degrees, and um, and that's it. And the planets and the houses.
1: Okay. Which are rising on? So we say Aries. My rising is Leo. All right. So now you got Aquarius. You got Aquarius on the seventh. Moon. Right. Uh huh. So you got Aquarius in the seventh house, on the D.C. So if we go up to your eighth house cusp, do that. Do that. Does that go in Pisces?
5: Eighth house is. To the other side.
1: Sometimes the same zodiac um, sign
0: can share that cusp.
5: The eighth house is uh,
0: seven.
5: Oh no, I don't even see
1: eight. What degree? What degree is your um, What degree is your sign?
5: Okay Degree on my rising um, I'm sorry Am not even looking at my usual one So this is the one that I just kind um, of I just know off top That my rising is Leo I don't see Let's see Leo Rising Yeah 3.45 Okay See what is what? is a, is a, um that's a rising for Leo? Okay, so so degree, three degrees three over four there.
1: Four so you three, so you three degrees Aquarius. See, that's why I need to know because you may have a split house over there. But traditionally, it looks like maybe potentially maybe Aries is over there, all right, on the on the ninth house cusp. Uh, but this is easy to identify. You see that you see that D C where your seventh house cusp is. And how that falls on Aquarius.
5: Okay, let's see. I'm sorry. I actually was looking There's... for my more clear chart and it's actually okay, hold on. Okay. So do I see what again?
1: The D C. Right across from the A C, the D C it should be Aquarius. Right across from Leo. Um
5: I'm not looking at a wheel, though. That's the only
1: thing. You're not looking at a wheel?
5: Mm-mm.
1: That's good. If you're looking at hardcore facts, then it should just straight out tell you what the ninth house is now.
5: Okay. Yeah, and that's it. I don't have anything that's falling down the ninth house at all, like even in the box. There's,
1: there's a, there's a constellation that has to be on the ninth house. Every house has a constellation on it. It's impossible. It has to.
5: Okay. Ooh. Let me try this again. Oh, I'll find my less complicated one.
0: Yeah, you're go. You go.
5: Uh Uh-oh. Am I cutting into the time? I know I am. Uh.
1: Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on,
5: hold on. Okay. When's your birthday? 12, 13, and 77. 12, 13,
1: 77. We're going to make me go against Hi. the rules. What time were you born? p.m. 8.17 p.m., right? Um,
5: Yes.
1: And what city were you born in?
5: San Francisco.
1: San Francisco. San
0: Francisco. San
5: Francisco.
0: San Francisco. all right,
1: cool. Okay, I got you. Good so thing. see all right, so you got Aquarius there. See, right. I'm glad I didn't do that. That's a classic example. But see, just because Aquarius is on your seventh, it doesn't necessarily mean the next constellation, which would be Pisces, is on your eighth. Aquarius has two houses in your life. It's your seventh and your eighth. And that would have threw me off. Traditionally, oh. I would have put Aries there. But it's not. It's Pisces there. Pisces is your ninth house ruler. so
5: This is perfect. This
1: is the one that talks about how you get into higher education is based off the planet Neptune uh, and/or Jupiter. Um, But it's about it's about um, it's definitely about spiritual things. All all spiritual stuff. It's meditation. It's um, whatever your your thirst is into spirituality. Because I consider this an exaltation because they're very similar. One is spirituality. One is philosophy and religion. Uh, Where you were born the planet Neptune is in your thick house very close to your sun, very close to um, your Venus, and, you know, um, you're 77, baby, right? So, um, you know, we got, we got, we in part of that big generation, we got Neptune and Sag anyway. So, you know, it's, it's, it's definitely, um, it's all things Sagittarius for you because you just happen mm-hmm. to be a Sag, you know what I mean? So it's definitely right. all things Sagittarius. So, um. It's about you know creativity, fun. You can actually teach spirit. You can actually teach children if you wanted to.
3: Um,
1: mm-hmm. spiritual Spirituality and meditate with children and things like that. You'd be you'd be darn good at it, really good at it. Um, and whatever you do, because you you got it in the region of space that deals with a lot of fun and creativity. Um, that's the key. Just have fun with it and make sure you're being creative as possible. Um, because you really have all of this spiritual energy in the area of um, what we call the house of power, and you can just do whatever you really want to do. As long as it's good, you can do it.
6: You know? Right.
1: So, you can do it.
5: Awesome. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. It.
1: Okay. You got it.
5: Okay, take care. All
1: right, you too. Okay, peace. All
6: right, call from the 813-495. What's happening? Hey,
1: Pooh, how you doing? I'm well. How about yourself?
6: I'm good. I'm good. I have a question. So I have a Stellium and Libra in the ninth house. I have Pluto, Saturn, and Jupiter all in the ninth house. And what
1: house is this again? In the
6: ninth. Okay. Saturn, so, what, Pluto, and uh-huh. Jupiter? I have Saturn, Pluto, and Jupiter in Libra
1: and leave in the ninth
6: house. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> so
1: what what, what, mm-hmm. what
6: do
1: you have to say about that? What, what can you do on that? Um, well, you've got the big boys. Saturn-Jupiter conjunctions are, um, you just got to take your time. It's not necessarily going to come as fast as you want it to, like Jupiter mm-hmm. would like to do since it likes being in this house because it naturally rules it. Um, mm-hmm. Saturn isn't Libra, so Saturn's exalted. So um, he has a little bit more power over here, and he's definitely going to slow down that expansion effect. However, it's still going to come to you, but it's not going to come as big as you may like it to come. But it's coming in increments that allow you to expand critically and successfully. The Pluto dynamic is again just going through some type of um, some type of potential conflict. Uh, in relationships that are have you see the beauty of God and what the creator is. So all of this in relationships is about being in a successful, productive relationship that's about expanding. So the Libra constellation relationships, Jupiter here, naturally at home in this house, this is a relationship that's about growth, a relationship that's about maturity because of Saturn, Um, in a relationship, hopefully, that don't have to undergo the crisis situation, but a relationship to get into the higher octave of Pluto is just about understanding internally, psychologically, what needs to die and what needs to come forth so you can be reborn again inside of profound spiritual information because you're dealing with the ninth house. So this is a relationship that that caters to that in a relationship that's about studying abroad, um, whether y'all doing it, through books, or whether you're physically going to the temples of Cambodia together. You know what I mean? But it it represents, too, and it could be, again, with Saturn, a little bit of stress there or or opposition a little bit where it's not as easy. But, again, it represents um, being grown and taking your time, making sure you dot your I's, cross your T's, handle your business so you can have a successful journey.
6: Okay. Um, now with that, I know Pluto. Like you were saying, Pluto. That's Scorpio, and I have Scorpio ruling my tenth house, and that's also where my moon is. Um, uh-huh. As far as career, career-wise, you were saying that Lib- Libra, you know, could indicate some type of justice system or justice official. Like, what can I do as far as the career aspect of it with the you know with the learning? Well, if you
0: have
6: Scorpio. In Scorpio
1: rules your 10. Um it's all things investigative. Right? <laughs> um it's the private eye, it's dealing with the states, you could be an insurance person. Um Scorpio, Leo and Sagittarius man, they they are the three most in-depth signs to me. Um because they almost can go anywhere they want to go cuz it's so broad and it's just so rich, you know. Um mm-hmm. You know how like Taurus is definitely more of money and Gemini is more of talking and, you know, like everybody got more of their thing. But when you get into those right there, you know, it goes from being a uh, metaphysical investigator to being the coroner, um, to, to, you know, to dealing with money. You know, Scorpio is very rich here, so you really have to decide which of the scorpion um, qualities that you identify with more and having the moon up there in the tenth. It uh, makes it favorable for you to actually, um, um, people who, people, it, it's easy for you in a sense to, 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 to get into an authoritative position uh, once you do, you know, once you focus in on what you want to do here in the career factor. Uh, even though a Scorpion moon is considered to be a not so good moon, I kind of disagree with it, uh, but nevertheless, it's still the moon in the tent and it represents public things, so you doing public things is great. Um, and, you know, it's a, it, it, i got to see the whole chart in totality, to be honest with you, but you got to, first thing you do is just go look at the Scorpio qualities that you can identify the most with, because it's a form of healing. It's a form of the sexual arts. It's a form of, like I said, the money in the state. You know, it, it's very versatile. Um once you hone in on which one, then that that's the one you need to push and you can push it publicly because of your moon and its tent that says that people um will gravitate towards you when you do things in a public display.
6: Okay. Thank you, thank you, thank
1: you. Bye. Huh? You're welcome. Yeah. You Peace. Mm-hmm. We'll we at here. Um uh, thirty four seven five nine two
4: hello hey what's up man please brother um I'm gonna have a Gemini in the ninth house Uh so so with that
2: I mean I do like learning the higher
4: knowledge and stuff but um is there a certain way I'm supposed to go about things
1: Yeah, like the one brother who just called in. Gemini on the ninth, and I meant to tell him too was um Gemini on the 9th is a natural to Hootie placement.
0: Jehooti, okay, okay, okay. Come yeah, on, Julie.
1: Being the right, being the you know, being the god of knowledge and the sacred science. Those of you who got Gemini on the 9th, which means you probably got Late Virgo or Libra Rising, um, this is a magician, and this is this you is a very blessed. Yeah, this is a magician's marker. Okay. Tahiti. It's Tahuti. It's Tahuti all day. So, it's alchemy. It's it's anything of the arcane science. Anything that Tahuti deals with, this is a classic marker right here, right here. So it's alchemy, relationships, astrology all the philosophy, like how can you, philosophy just, you know how many different subjects of philosophy there is alone, just, to, just for the ninth house just to be the house of philosophy? You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like yeah. how many different world religions there are? Yeah, and we ain't just talking about religion like Christian. Like what about the religions of the Inca? What about the religion of the Aztecs? Like, like just the study of theology, period, through different world cultures, is is vast in itself. So that's a lot of information that sits right there in this region of space. You see what I'm saying? So with Gemini here, um, it's a classic Kahootie marker where you can learn a great deal of it. You can, you can actually spend your life learning things. You can be a lifetime student, literally. Yeah.
4: You know. Yeah, I'm so, um, sorry. The one thing I feel like my life is kind of telling me, because it's like, you know, like me, you know, like I like to like, you know, talk about like philosophy and like intellectual things, but it's kind of like, like certain people, kind of get the vibe like, of like I feel like I know it all, but I'm uh, but I but, but I have no problem saying I don't feel like I know it all. So it's like life is kind of, I feel like life is kind of telling me now, like to kind of like keep certain of these things a the secret, and not on like to kind of like, like limit confrontation, because some people kind of. Take it the wrong way if you I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. Absolutely. What's your sun sign? My son's I'm Gemini.
1: Gemini. Right. So what happens is that's funny. Gemini on the ninth. And your son in the
3: ninth house too? My son? No, my son is in the eleventh house.
4: Mm-mm.
1: You you got Gemini on the ninth house, Cus?
4: Yeah, I got Gemini on my ninth house. But your
1: son is in the eleventh house, in now?
3: Yeah, my yeah, my son is in the eleventh house. Uh
4: huh. That can't be. You said can't it be. Ain't
1: that for, no, that's too far. I
4: think. So I was born. I was born in June. But you say, as far as my chart, where's my son in in the in the houses, right?
1: Right. Well, your son that in the houses.
4: My son. My son's in the eleventh house.
3: All right. And you oh. a Gemini,
4: right? Yeah, I am a Gemini. Well, son, son, oh. Gemini.
3: Right, so if your
1: son's on Gemini and your son in the 11th, there's no way that Gemini is going to be way over here in the 9th house. Maybe the 10th, 10th and 11th, but it's not going to
4: be in the 9th. Hold oh, on, I'm pulling my computer because I got my... Yeah, let, 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 me,
1: let me see real fast. When's your birthday? June 8th,
4: 1998.
1: year? 88.
4: 88, what time were you born? 4.23 um, p.m.
1: Yeah. you said 88 yes
4: 88 eight, 1988. 88 88 okay and what city were you born in Atlanta Georgia
0: What
1: you got here, man. Let's see what Let Alright. Alright. So, mom. Um, see that's why you said Gemini Gemini, your son is technically in the eighth, your Mercury and your Venus is in the ninth one born. You know what I'm
4: saying?
1: So you got a you got a yeah, you got an eighth house son. You see what I'm saying?
4: Mercury,
1: your Mercury so, and Venus is in the ninth house. Yeah, your Mercury and Venus is in the ninth. Um, oh, but, fine, but this man. is the thing, though, since your son is not too far from the ninth house, and you are Gemini anyway, and Mercury rules Gemini, and your Mercury and your son is very close to each other. Um, you got that. You do have that demeanor, like you know it all anyway. It's, it's just it's 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 classic Gemini. It's something that you know. It's it's, it's something that y'all born with, man. You know what I mean? Gemini represents um, very fast thinking, uh, knowledge, really. You know what I mean? It's the fastest thinking zodiac sign there is, you know? So, what a coincidence, the planet that rules Gemini happens to be um, at home in the constellation of, you know, that it rules, and then at the same time, it's in the house of higher pursuits, the higher knowledge um and and is, is is you can't tell me there's no way you don't come off like that yeah people perceive it comes off that way because um you know you got a very high marking and when we talking about the 9th house and the 10th house you would notice that these planets are the highest planets in your chart because at the time of your birth they were the highest planets in the sky everything else was below the celestial equator you couldn't even see them they weren't even visible even if we turned the lights out of the sun, you would just see stars. You wouldn't even see other planets. So these planets are the highest planets in the sky during the time of your birth. And, and, and when you look at your birth, people who were born in the ninth house, you were born after 12 but before 3 o'clock. You know what I mean? Like you're born up in that time. So you're born shortly, at, you're born shortly after midday. So midday is when the sun is at its strongest peak throughout the day. It's like, hey, look at me. This is why in masonry when we get to the south, we call this station a junior Warden, and his thing represents beauty because it's when the sun is at its highest apex for the day. So you were born within that region of space as well, not just the constellations of I know it all, but you were born in, at the time of day that represents, hey, look at me. I'm at midday. I'm, I'm controlling this thing. I'm at the highest point of the day. So it's something about you that would naturally come off that way. Only you can be mindful so you won't make, make people feel that you know, make people feel intimidated or like you can't um they can't communicate with you. You know what I mean? But you just have a very high marking that represents a very high level of intelligence. You know what I'm saying? And and it ain't your fault that you're smarter than everybody. So hey <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah,
0: I'm
1: I don't know, I
4: might try to tone it down. But let me
1: ask you what you said was in my tenth house? I might have made a mistake Um, nothing is in the
4: tenth. Your
0: eighth. Your son uh, is in the eighth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, all right. Right, right, right. Right. All right.
1: So yeah, you got a, right. you got an eighth house. You got an eighth house sun with two planets in the ninth, and that's Mercury and Venus. All right. All right, thanks. Okay. All right, beloved. All right, what we at on time? 1230-203-803-SCU, 203-569. What's happening?
7: Peace and pool. How you doing? This is Nikita. I'm good. doing your
1: call.
0: Hey, Bikita.
7: All right, oh. I got cancer. Oh, oh, chilling. I've got a twist-up ankle, but that's neither here nor there. Um, i got hmm. cancer in the ninth. My Gemini is in the ninth and in the ninth house as well so i didn't i wanted you to elaborate a little bit on that and what, also what's actually in the ninth um gemini um let me see i'm a cancer by my moon is i mean excuse me i was born a cancer my son is uh-huh. in cancer in the ninth house my gemini is in the ninth house in mercury and also in mars
1: so do you got mercury in gemini yeah yeah, that's that's what I I,
7: I got
1: did. Mercury. I, I got
7: Mercury in so, Gemini
1: I'm and I got Mars yeah. and Gemini Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, no, it's all good. It's all good. It's a classic indicator of Gemini. Um okay, so you got a lot going on. So Gemini is really the natural ruler of your uh ninth house because Gemini precedes cancer.
3: Um
1: um but this okay. this is this is interesting here because um your son being in cancer, um the sun represents the masculine energy in your life. So then it becomes about male energy that's about higher learning and the philosophies and the spiritual things that we talked about. Um, but traditionally, Gemini rules this area of space for you. And that's good because, you know, like I said, Gemini here is the classic teaching marker. It's the classic Tahuti marker. <clears throat> but here lies the potential issue, Nikita. You may appear to be like the teacher of the man, and some women um, can't stand it. They 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 can't stand it, you know, because you said the women or the men
7: can't stand it.
1: Yes, some men can't stand it. Some I mean, some
0: men, some women
1: can't stand it. That's what I said. Some women can't stand taking the teaching role of man, and Uh what they see to be that of a man. So that that's just a potential because um, the sun represents who you are as a person, but it represents masculine energy, but it's who you are as a person. that's in this uh, house of higher education and things, but ruler, and then naturally Gemini is the ruler here, and then that makes you the Tahuti, uh, or Shashet, so we say, his his wife, um, the teacher of the sciences. Um, so therefore, you is like you be the one. If you don't attract that kind of man, you'd be teaching that kind of man, that's for sure. Um, and that's not
7: necessarily and,
1: a bad thing, you know. Um, <laughs> um, well, it
7: comes off bad with the males around me, though. <coughs> Why? Well, I I you is. talk
1: too much? talk too much with you. No. Nah.
7: No, nah, when I talk, I, I talk too direct. <laughs> uh,
1: uh-huh.
7: I, I guess my erection is harder than theirs. Yeah, <laughs> so <to> yeah. <laughs> and,
1: and that's what I mean. That's what I mean. Like, yo, you talk too much. Talk, talk too much don't mean you talking for a long period of time. Talk too much means with oh, your, okay. out your mouth talk too much, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) um, Right, right, because the natural Gemini frequency rules there, and your Mercury's in Gemini, so that's going to, it can come out that way, and see, the ninth house is a house that's traditionally ruled by Sagittarius. The Sagittarius is, 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 look at the glyph, it's an arrow. They shoot their words straight. They don't care Mm -hmm. about the feelings. They got nothing to do with feelings, you know, and Mercury being in Gemini don't necessarily care about feelings. It's about about logic. It's about things that make sense. Don't make no sense. So I'm just going to tell you don't make no sense. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Um, and exactly. even though you got some energy in cancer, um, to a degree, you become uh, a little walking contradiction in a sense because cancer is about how people feel, right?
3: Mm-hmm. But your mm-hmm.
1: mind, your, your thinking apparatus, Mercury's in Gemini, like, okay, thinking about how I feel, I'm going to give it to you straight. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like mm-hmm. this is why we got to be careful with compatibility because it's like, oh, yeah, I want me a Cancer because they're loving and caring and nurturing. And then somebody can get with you and it just, you just feel more Geminiish in a sense because your Mercury is there and you just didn't feel that. And it's like, oh, no, I don't like Cancer. I do want a Cancer. And that's because we're not looking at the whole picture in totality. That's why we got to be careful when we explain Zodiac. Um, but this is good. You know, I like it because, again, it's, it's just higher education, man. You, you're a teacher of
7: some sort, you know? It, it's crazy that she said that Because I really cannot stand other cancers When me and other cancers are in the room I, Matter of fact, me and my sister get along Beautifully But she's a boss, so I guess She's the 30th of June And she's younger mm-hmm. than me But I, you know, I love her to death She and I can yeah. rap But me and my father My father is the 27th of June as well And he and I can't get along And as much yeah. as I say to him that me and him is the same He's like, no, we're not the same And, you know, I don't know I don't know yeah, what his yeah. issue, but you yeah, know, but that's
1: what that could be. That, that that definitely is a mirror. See, see that, see, can move the cancer women because the son symbolizes daddy, and then and then the cancer is mommy. And it becomes this weird connection of how we relate to the parent. Either your dad was the dummy type, or if he wasn't kind of wish that he was, you know what I mean? Because that's your imprint mm-hmm. of cancer, where cancer is at for you, you know what I'm saying? That you really
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, be down, like you you really want a nurturing, caring, soft kind of guy in a sense,
7: and not soft, exactly. like bad, soft
1: you know what I mean? But you um, know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But see, yeah, but, but you just carry an imprint too um, that could repel men um, because it, be, it feels like this, since, since the sun represents you then then you could be the one. Cancer is the sign of a parent. The son is the daddy. So really, you start, you may feel like, you know, when you're in a relationship, you feel like you're the parent inside of a relationship. You know,
7: like, mm. I'm not your mama. Uh, <laughs> can, can right, you I know? am not. Yeah, I'm on I <laughs> that. I cannot re-raise you, but I will retrain you. That's what I will do. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. Yes. <laughs> not to sound arrogant yeah. or anything. And one more question. I wanted to know about secret enemies. Do we acquire secret enemies because of past life karma, this life karma, or mm-hmm. were we secret enemies before? Because I'm trying to understand that whole dynamic of it so I can <coughs> repel it or even embrace well, it, I don't know.
1: Mm-hmm. Everybody in, uh, anybody in your lifetime who's an enemy of yours, anybody who you ever get in a fight with, um, mm-hmm. Anybody who you're in any type of uh, productive, not even productive, let's just say a, a relationship with, friendship, things like that. Uh, we got to remember that the soul is eternal. Uh, it, mm-hmm. it has so many lifetimes inside of it, it ain't even funny. And this is the reason why we can't remember um, things that we did two weeks ago, you know what I mean? Because it's, it's just, it job mm-hmm. is crazy. Um, but yeah, any, any enemies that you have in this lifetime are things that stem from a previous incarnation, without a shadow of a doubt. The case studies I've seen, in it. Um, and how you combat it is based off of your, um, is based off of your response is the key to the situation. Now, uh, me and me and the prime minister was talking about how uh, if if a person kills somebody, didn't God ordain that person to kill somebody? And truth mm-hmm. so in a sense because God's the creator. But at the same time, too, the free will thing kicks in because what you're supposed to do in the moment of conflict is understand why are you attracting that into your life. And that's the key. Because the key is when we about to get into a conflict, it's like, it's not that you, especially if it's coming to you, it's like you're consciously, I think nine times out of ten, going to say, I do not desire to have this outcome. I don't, I don't, I don't mm-hmm. desire this. But since it's here, bump it, I'm about to deal with it and I'm about to smash it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. The question becomes how do we attract that? Because both parties are going to say that they didn't seek this. But somewhere along the line, somebody felt slighted about something that was done, obviously, mm-hmm. which produces the conflict. You see what I'm saying? So it's how mm-hmm. you respond to the situation. So that's the ultimate grand test. So if you respond in a way that um, fights and it keeps going, and, and you know what I'm saying, then it's something that comes back. The, 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 true, the true science is um, um, when, you get into, when you get into the past life aspect and being able to properly see it and recall it, it automatically alleviates. And this is the issue. I'm talking about physical ailments. We see that it does that. But it's also mm-hmm. case studies that outlines how relationships have improved and they understood the psychology of the abusive relationship with their parent. Because mm-hmm. in the previous lifetime there was a barn fire and, and your 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 daddy was your son and you escaped and you tried to go back in and he was calling your name and you didn't make it back in and he died. So now in this Mm -hmm. incarnation, he your daddy who ain't about to let you do nothing. And he can't understand it. It's just a feeling that's there that's in his psychology Mm -hmm. that always got his his foot on your neck for some reason. You see what I'm saying? So Um. the, the proper way to alleviate it is to be able to come and see it for what it was and what it is and to no longer engage in it once you grasp the understanding of it. Then you free yourself from it. And this is why, again, when people okay. have the ailment and they see it, and it's like, okay, boom, the ailment is gone once they once they come back to awakened state, or more of, you know, when they come back to their reverence, state cause they already awoke. But, you know, when they come out of the regression, it's like, bam, it's over. It's finished. It's, it's finito. And then you would see it now, and Dianetics use a different technique. They they, they use the audit where they make you re- relive the scenario all over again. So you think about your worst-case Situation, and, and you mm-hmm. tell the story, and they say it again, and they keep making you say it over and over and again until you finally laugh. So right. each time right, you right. revisit it, you you soften it up, and then you accept it by laughter. That's their way of dealing with it, and it's effective for them. And it's so called clear people from the engrams, the mental energy that block you. You see what I'm saying? So once you're able to see it and accept it for what it is, and then you automatically free yourself from the mental that's inside of you. Thus, we free ourselves from the karma for other people once we are able to see what it is. So it's how you react to the situation by having true spiritual vision.
7: Okay, I have one more question being that you have pointed out. Sorry, everyone, I'm almost no, that's done. Cool. You said that the physical ailments. It's us in the from the past to the new. Okay, I had a Virgo grandmother who had gotten burned from the waist down, and then my mother, who's also a Virgo, she had gotten burned from the waist down as well. Now, mm-hmm. I couldn't understand why it, 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 they was at different ages and stages in their lives, but they both had that marker. So just. Now mm-hmm. I didn't have, and she was my mo- my, my mother's her first daughter, but the fourth child. My okay. fourth son, he's a he's a um told, he's a Scorpio, excuse me, but he got burnt uh-huh. on his on the back of his legs. Now, mm-hmm. would that marker also carry on to the next generation? Is what I'm <laughs> questioning. I,
1: I, that's, that's interesting that spirit just said use the burning. Technique and the example of reincarnation, and that's something that you experience, right? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that that's called cosmic DNA. I did a whole presentation. I don't know if you was able to attend it. Um, you know, I got my it. mama. Do you know, yeah, my you know my, my mama got a grand firetron. My mama ain't up on those no mm-hmm. science. She got a grand firetron. I'm born 18 years later. I got a grand firetron. I had my first mm-hmm. child when I was um, 20. He didn't get the marker. My second child, when I was 22, he got a grand. He got a grand Earthtron. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> At 22, then then my third child didn't get it. But my every odd, every even number child. Then my fourth child came when I was like 28, I believe. And then uh, they got. It. So it, it, every other, it was like every other child for me was having. It. My first child no, my second child yeah, my third child no, my fourth child yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So the same exact sacred geometry. And I ain't sitting up here saying, oh, my mama damn sure wasn't sitting there like, okay, you know what? I got this. I'm going to have my son. And now i because the planet's going to be looking just like mine. And I'm No, it ain't what happened. So the mm-hmm. genetic DNA is based off of cosmic DNA, right? So mm-hmm. something these events that occur since it's a cosmic phenomenon. And surely we can prove every time that those individuals got burned in their life. There was a cosmic phenomenon going on and I guarantee you with Mars the villain. I guarantee you was in the he was in the mix somewhere. So mm. he got these markers. So therefore, if he gives birth, your son gives birth to a child, they had that cosmic DNA marker, they're gonna carry that out. The question is so it will where does it be on the fourth child? From? Well, it don't necessarily have to be on the fourth child, but since you saw the rhythm, it could be. But, but it can manifest itself somewhere different. It skips, sometimes it skips.
7: Oh, okay. okay. But it's something
1: that's definitely, obviously, it's something that's going on in your physical reality where you see the pattern. The question mm-hmm. becomes: Go look at the, go look at those birth charts and see what the common denominator is. And then you know, mm-hmm. but uh, it, it, it's 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 likely to that pattern, cosmically, is likely to repeat itself again. You know what I'm saying? The question mm-hmm. becomes: You know, now you making me with it? Let me find out. You left somebody in the fire. Somebody in the family left somebody in the fire or something. You know. What I mean? You know that's the question. Um, Yo, Ambrose, let dead. me
7: tell you something. You see, my grandmother, her sister left her to burn. Okay. Wow. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Matter of fact, uh-huh. my grandfather had, got a, had gotten a dream and warned my grandmother not to go and told her not to do it. But she wanted extra money. This is the time when I guess the bootlegging, bootlegging was, you know, more. Predominant Uh than, you know, Mm -hmm. factory work. So she ended up doing it, and the sister went to go steal and left her to actually die, and she did not end up dying, you know. But that caused a rip, and the sister actually used some other shit to, you know, contract my my grandmother, but thank God my grandfather, being the spiritual entity that he is, you know, diverted it in his sleep and didn't even know it, you know, because the fire Mm -hmm. was supposed to come back again and come burn down the house that it was sleeping in, but my grandfather... I I don't know, his spirit just got riled up in a sense And he ended up um, Well, in Jamaica they call it Duffy So he ended up sending the Duffy elsewhere And as soon as he bawled out, waking up from that dream Ended up going over somewhere else Into a brush and start And the fire caused that way You know, unprovoked Uh or whatever But that's that's why that happened So with Mm -hmm. my mother now, she was playing with fire And she ended up burning herself So, Uh I don't know And my son got burned by the radiator So I don't know that's crazy. Mm-hmm.
1: One more question, Ample. Mm-hmm. Are you gonna do the miracle prayer um, cycle again? Are you gonna do year. that again? Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't. I don't know if I doubt if I run it right back to back because I, I, I get. I can't do that. I, I get bored quick and I gotta move on to other things. I am. I just don't know when. Uh, so it is it too be, late to still join? Uh, it, it, it really isn't um, we it you know we start lesson. We, we move on to the second part on Thursday so Wednesday mm-hmm. is the last day so when you jump in you, if you jump in today, you'll get um, mm-hmm. all of week one today tomorrow so today's Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday you have four days and that's over half the week cause, you know we've got seven days in a week so you have four right. continuous days to work with the energy before you get before you get to the next one. And that's why I haven't okay. took it down. You know, for people who want to get in, um, wherever you feel like, you know, the spirit has allowed you to get in at, go ahead and get in. And, you know, the only thing I can do is just, you know, tell you to say, hey, this is what we did for week one. If you want to do that for a whole week and kind of put yourself on your own schedule, you are not on schedule with the whole class, but you say, you know, this is my starting point and I'm a, I'm right here, you know, for a whole week. That's fine. That's, that's totally up to you. You know what I mean? That's fine. That's why I haven't took it down. So you, you still can get in because you still have four days of, uh, of this week's practice, which means you only miss three days. But every day is the same thing. you got to concentrate on one particular thing for a whole week for a minimum of 11 minutes straight per day. So, you know, you do okay. that for four days. You, you, you're good. So go ahead.
7: Okay. Thank you, Ampou. All right. Thank you very All right. Much. I'm so done. I get with you. Mm-hmm. All right. Yes, ma'am. Yes, sir.
1: All right, where we at? Nine one nine six four nine.
4: Hey, what up, Ambo? You can hear me? Yeah, what's happening?
1: Yeah, I can hear
4: you. What's poppin'? I think, so, if I'm understanding correctly, uh, the 9 o'clock
3: on the hour is the 9th house, right?
1: Um, no, if, you look, if you're looking at a wall clock.
3: Yeah, exactly.
1: No, nah, if you're looking at a wall clock, 9 o'clock is your Sunday. That's the AC.
4: Um, so what would be the ninth house? Cause
1: I have... it literally says it. And I see. It depends what y'all looking at. Everybody, y'all gotta. Y'all run charts. Run your charts at astro.com. Cause so it's clear. Oh. In the middle of the wheel, each house has a number in it. What you want to look at on the wall clock is equivalent to, at least I would call it, one to o'clock up in that area. Uh, and usually, um, what's your what's your what's your uh, rising sign? Oh, I can tell you. Oh, uh, it's
4: twenty-four degrees Leo. All
1: right, so then you got twenty-four degrees on the seventh house. All right, so so go straight across, straight across. Now let's go to three o'clock. It's the seventh house.
3: Now, three
0: o'clock.
1: Now, yep, three o'clock is your seventh house. <coughs>
3: you saying, what's that? That's the, um. oh,
1: shoot. What's the? So your seventh house should be 24 oh, Aquarius. Okay. Should be. And then we go up two more times because we're trying to go up two more houses. So we should be. We should be over in, um, over in uh, Aries, man. But when's your birthday? Let me see real fast. Right it's um, June thirteenth,
4: 1988. I pulled my charter, but I didn't use the site that you're saying.
1: Right, that's good. June 13, 88. which time is it?
4: It's 10.55 in the morning.
1: What city were you born in?
4: Raleigh, North Carolina. Yeah, two other callers from the 919, so I had to raise my hand.
1: Raleigh, 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 North uh, Carolina. Week. Alright, I missed this one. Man.
4: So is the ninth house Virgo or is the ninth house Aries?
1: <laughs> it should be Aries. should be Aries.
4: It
1: should okay. be Aries. Uh-huh. Right, so you're 24, 18, 16. You're 16 degrees Aries on the ninth house.
0: All
1: right, so... Um, then we start analyzing Mars. So, like, what is Aries and Mars? Same thing. Uh, it's being a pioneer, jumping ahead first, some form of fighting, combat, accident prone, um, but definitely has a strong drive to, 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 to move. Aries is like, I'm not sitting still, I'm going to do it. can nothing stop me. So in this particular case, and this represents a strong initial drive to learn things. Uh, only thing we got to do now is go locate Mars. Where is Mars at when he was born? Mars is in Pisces. Okay, well, Pisces itself represents the sign of um, spirituality, you know, even music as well, you know. Um, but it's all things spiritual. It's, trans- it's transcendent for physical plane, as I like to describe it. So that's how you tap into your higher education is by doing spiritual things. Uh, and that's why I said Pisces and the Ninth House are traditionally The Pisces-Sagittarian frequency are very similar. One is spirituality, one is religion. These are similar things. Um, So you got Mars here that just says, listen, this is where your drive has to be. It's in your seventh house. It's in your house of uh, relationships. So now it also says that, hey, when you get in relationships, or in order for you to tap into the realm of higher knowledge and education, um, then it will come through um, through being in a productive spiritual relationship because your knowledge is located at. You see what I'm saying? It also means if you travel outside of the country, since Mars is the ruler of your foreign travels, but Mars is located in your 7th house, if you travel outside of the country on a spiritual pursuit, you might find you a partner because Mars is in the 7th house of partnerships. See what I'm um, saying? But it also represents, too, that you might have um, may have a little bit of what you would call exotic flavor in the sense of... Um, like Brazilian women, or oh, whatever well, this may be, you know what I mean? Because your, your higher pursuit of Mars represents passion, uh, our sexual passions is in the area of form, places You know what I mean? But that's how you get into it, man.
4: Okay, can I'm I ask sure one you more question? Uh huh. What would you um? You can mute me and answer my question. Uh, um, what would you recommend for like super studies? Like, what kind of what books would you recommend?
1: Sufi.
4: Yeah, or, yeah, Sufi study Sufi. Oh
1: man. Oh, uh, man. Uh, yeah, go to um yeah, B, like dot org. Like
0: Bravo
1: or, Mike. Yeah, yeah. Bravo Mary Frank. Bravo
0: Mary Frank.
1: Yeah. Okay. BMS dot org, which is the Bao Mahayadeen fellowship. Um and he got tons of books. Um um, you may even catch some rare videos of him in the weekend, but he's speaking in Tamil, an ancient language of the disease. Um Then also, call in on the 16th. calling in on the 16th, and I'm going to try to remember that question. But call in on the 16th, too, when I have Sheikh Mohammed in, because um, he's teaching the Sufi. Islamic comedic aspect of it, and I mean, he he would be way better to answer the question. But I know he's frequent. He oftentimes at the of al-Mahiyadin, uh, which is the the resting site of, of the saint. Um, but you're calling on the 16th to get that question as well. But I start with bms.org. All
4: right, and hey, can you repeat the number for the show, the next show that you're gonna be on?
1: Yeah, we on the radio. I can go over there right now. Uh, 347-945-7680. 945-8670. 7680. 7, right, thank you. Yeah. All right. Appreciate it.
6: All right, you got it, bro.
1: All right, man, I think I got room for one more. three
6: three seven two five one. what's happening? Hey, I'm Pooh, this is Mary. how you doing?
1: Hey, hey, who is this again?
6: Oh, I use my first name, Naima.
1: <laughs> oh, what up? what up, Naima, what's happening?
6: <laughs> hey, um, okay, I was looking at my ninth house, and I have a five-planet stellium. I got the sun, huh. Venus. North Node, Chiron, and Mercury, and like everything except for Mercury is in Taurus. Taurus is on the ninth house, Cook, but all the other planets are in Gemini. And I was just wondering mm-hmm. you know, how that all works out.
1: About uh, well, if they're all in Gemini again, it goes back to the classic Tahuti marker. It's going back to um, it's going back to teaching. You know, you ain't lying. You sure, do got all of them there, um, and even Mercury being so close, you know. So, um, and plus your node is there. So, you know, it's about your soul's mission is there to grow inside of that science. Where you got to teach, you got to teach the world. But um, uh, the ninth house is an internationally known house. It's the, it's the place that takes you to international places. So with your Sun there and your Venus there, and you already being a poet, you already being a, a, a artist. In the sense uh you know uh, um it is it, imperative for you to travel uh outside of the country so what you do is um you need to create you a youtube buzz and you can literally that's a trade Gemini's short travel and the ninth house is long travel you you were always you were rolling stone so you you were always you can survive um simply by just doing spoken words or in different little venues across the country and and outside the country as well. You got to stick and move. Moving around is, is your absolute key. Once you get your base down where people can log in and find you, you need to always be on the move. You can never sit still with this kind of energy right here. I want to go.
6: Okay. Yeah, because I'm just, like, this week I just, like, decided I was going to just say, you know what, whatever, I'll just. I'm going to take whatever little money I have and my few little things, and I'm just going to Atlanta next month. and yeah, go ahead. Just try I'm just trying to wing it. it. So mm-hmm. I'm scared as
5: hell
6: mm-hmm. because <laughs> I don't know
0: what
1: the hell I'm going to do once I get there, but, like, I just know I got to move. hmm hmm Yeah, you got you to gotta, you gotta make the move. You got yeah. yeah, it's, 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 <clears> to. <throat> you always be protected anyway because you got Jupiter in the fourth. You know, um, so, you know, that, that offers our level of protection and whatnot, but it's imperative that you move around, you know. And that that helps you out a lot. Okay, that was the only
6: okay. question I have. Thank you.
3: All right, you got it, Lenny. Mm-hmm
1: you right, got 60 seconds, man. Again, visit the website myastrologycoach.com. Click on the events tab, man. Join the Terror Network. Me and Keisha is up on Friday for free readings. Uh, la 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 la, man. Where I'm at, like I said, man. Me and Kair is a guest on the radio show. The call in number three four seven nine four five seven six eight zero. Where they'll be talking about African spirituality. Um, I, don't, I don't even know what they're gonna interview me on, but your boy go there. Now uh, be over there at one o'clock. So that's right now for about twenty minutes. So three four seven nine four five seven six eight zero. I'm interested in hearing the spiritual uh, perspective from the African spiritual systems and whatnot. All right. So man with that family, um, we will see y'all soon, man. See y'all soon and like I said, market calendar. Brittany is up Wednesday morning. Tune in Wednesday morning, eight AM East Coast time. I know that's early, but just Call in the number and press press your speaker button to see what she rapping about, man. To get the get the energies for the week and everything. And um, Saturday, Casilda is up. And then on the 16th, um, we rocking out again. Three wise men. We are gonna go in the science, the importance of ancestral worship. It's gonna be a phenomenal show. With Three wise men, Minister Jew, uh, uh, Sheikh Ahmed, and myself. All right. We call it the GAT team, the Grand Airtron, the Gemini, the Libra, and the Aquarius. All right, so it's gonna be phenomenal, man, so until then, man, uh come on over with me at three four seven nine four five seven six eight zero peace.